Just a reminder, our podcast deals with crimes that are often violent and graphic in nature, so listener discretion is advised. So when in doubt, leave the kids out. Now, please let us take you back in time. So hello, Old Time Crime Gal listeners and fans. It's Melissa here with my friend. Shannon, hey. For your, what has now become a monthly update podcast. Yeah, life happens and we cannot help it. We're going to call this our summer schedule. Yes, summer, summer schedule. <laughs> summer schedule because life is super, super busy. I mean, we've had injuries at baseball games and like yeah, just, family. Just crazy just, stuff's yeah. happening. So, we're finally getting to sit down and We're family women first, so, you know, things happen. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, hope everyone has been doing well and that you guys are tuning in. You could be driving in your car, working out, grocery shopping, working at the office. Who knows? Anything. Right now, we're in the season of heat here, so I don't know where you're at, but it's hot. At any point when I walk to my car and I'm already sweating, I'm over it. Yes. And that's only two feet. I know. It's not even far. Not so at all. When you walk outside and it immediately just takes the breath out of you how humid it is and muggy. Ugh. So, yes. If you don't live anywhere that has that, then there you go. You're blessed. Yes. I'm so looking forward to fall weather. But I know we talk about weather a lot because that's like the only common. Oh, yeah. It's a. I mean, that's when you meet people and you go, Popular hey, chit-chat. How's how, the weather? How are you? <laughs> oh, the weather is hot today. Yeah. And, of course, you might be hearing this. You may not listen to us till winter. And then you're like, I don't know what oh, they're talking true. about. Oh, sure. You're going back and binging. I wish yeah. I wasn't like Alaska. Go ahead. I'm, I'm getting up. So, oh. Melissa's looking. I have OCD sometimes. And I've been wanting to fix this curtain. Oh, I was looking at the string on the I curtain. I had to cut those like weeks ago. <laughs> All right. So, we're back. Sorry. I was like, what did she see? If you saw a bug, I was going to run. Or no. a spider. Yes, so we're good. Make so what are we talking about today? We are talking about Jonathan Cruz. So this is a story that happened in 2014 in a little town called Capel, like outside of Dallas, Texas. Okay. That's a hot place. Mm-hmm. And it, um, so this is a classic mystery of like, you know, we, we have the whodunits and stuff, and this is more like suicide or murder story oh okay that's so, kind of intriguing because you don't ever know yep and it would be a long time to find out the answer and technically they still really don't have an answer so what year have we gotten to the year um this was 2014 okay you probably and said it was that. um super bowl sunday so this was february 2nd and so and they don't have an answer for the technically suicide. technically okay. <laughs> there's there's a look there's a little snag so um that centers around Jonathan Cruz, who's the victim. So he's 27. So he has a girlfriend named Brenda Lazaro. Okay. So it's um, Jonathan and Brenda. And then he has a really good best friend named Emily, who they're almost like the exact same personality. They're oh. really good friends. And he ended up setting up her with his best friend, Jacob. So okay. that's kind of like the... the people in the story that's very interesting yes. um and they end up getting married emily and jacob end up, end up getting married Oh, okay. um so it was a really good matchmaker okay. deal there so but to set the scene so a 911 call comes in by jonathan's girlfriend brenda and they play the tape this is um, i'm referencing a dateline episode called behind the door three eight thirteen or something because this was he was a brand new apartment okay he just moved in like a week late a week earlier hmm. and so um, a 911 call, one call comes in and it's Brenda and she's hysterical. She's like crying that, you know, he's been shot. He's dying. He's dying. He's dying. He's been shot. He shot himself. Oh, 
Okay. And so they're trying to get her to calm down because I know in the moment you seem like you're panicking, but they have to get information to find out where they need to go. Right. So they're asking her, like, where where's he at? And she's like, he's at the end of the end of the bed on the floor. And he's like, where are you located at? What is the address that we can send somebody? I don't know. Oh. I don't know where we are. Okay. I don't have the address. Interesting. Right. He'd huh. been there a week. This yes. was his girlfriend. Right. And he's like, I need you to find a piece of mail. I need you to knock on a neighbor's door. Like, you need to tell me where you're at. Right. And so she ends up knocking on a neighbor's door. Okay. And finding out the name of the apartment complex. And then as soon as they get the name, they send officers. So think about it. And it this. always blows yeah. my mind when they play these calls and people are like, I don't know where I'm at. Now. It happened in Durham. You remember, um, oh my goodness, her name escapes me now. It happened near us one time. Okay. A friend called and they, did, they didn't know the address to where they were at. Now, I don't know. Let me, let me, let me say I have been in a situation. Unfortunately, I've called 911 multiple times. <laughs> You're the 911 queen. Yes. And not because I want to, but it happens. I mean, but I was in a home and I had never memorized the address. And I actually go to the house on a regular basis just because of my job. Once I find it, I don't, because I go to several different homes because of my type of job, yeah. that I didn't remember the address. I know how to get there, so I couldn't remember the address. Like, I knew the street, but I don't always remember the number, because I just go weekly once I find it. And so, once fair, I find fair it. Fair but, but, this is a boyfriend who you should be excited. Oh, you've moved into your apartment. Yes. You're in Western Hills, or whatever the name of it. Yeah, there's like rivers. I can understand, maybe, in the moment of, like, I can't remember the House number. House numbers I get. Because, like, I go, I've been to clients' houses yeah. and not exactly remember the number, but, like, knowing where I'm at. Yes. Or street names, like you just said. But, like, apartment complexes are a little... If, if you've think. been there for a week, there's big signs in the front that you have to drive through. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. If it's my boyfriend's, I'm going to remember. Yeah. If it's somebody <laughs> that I'm not, you know... That I've just worked with. If it's like someone walking down the street and you fall, see somebody pass out, that's a different story. Yes. But it was her boyfriend. Yes. She was at the residence when Exactly. It no, I agree with that. I was just sitting here thinking I've forgotten things and called. I remember calling one time and we were split between two counties. And there, it, of course I wouldn't know what county we were in because I was split in the middle of a city, two counties. Local. Well, I've had to call on the side of a highway and not, not, I'm like, I don't know. I just passed such and yes. such. I'm in the middle of somewhere. Well, like, and if there's no mile marker, you're like, I don't know where I'm at. So that's what happened with this house. I'm in the middle of the county, not knowing which county. And so I give them the address and they're, do you know if you're in this county or that county? I'm like, I know. I didn't have a clue. I just come to this house once to help every now and then. So anyway. In other words, but God she bless our dispatch. Dis- Batchers who try to get help to whatever yes, we're at. Thank you for all your job if you're listening. But, but no, <laughs> I'm playing mind reader trying to figure out where we're talking about. It's your boyfriend. Um, you know where they live. Yeah. And you're excited because they got a new place. <laughs> but she's very, very distraught. She gives the address and they make their way. And then, you know, his family, meanwhile. I'm a little ADHD. You're fine. <laughs> uh, his family only lives like a couple miles away from his new place. So, did she... Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I know. That I've, even gets more and more because you're thinking, okay, well, have you dated... How long have they dated and things like that? If Not the, counting the apartment complex was right across the street from the martial arts studio that she taught at. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just gets worse. No, never mind. <laughs> okay, I get off on not knowing the 911 stuff. Y'all got to give me a break. But this okay. lady needed to know. But anyway, but the point yeah, was... Because so, all she had to say was this across from whatever martial arts place. 
Any, okay. Anything. She, could, she was so hysterical, she couldn't think straight. Now, granted, in moments of panic, things happened. She said well, that no, he shot true. himself in front of her. Obviously, would okay. be traumatic. Yeah. And so, so to give the benefit of a doubt, maybe that doubt. would not pass her mind. It wouldn't pass my mind if I saw something like that happen. And I'd be but, like, I can't handle it. I don't know. It's just exactly. Yeah. But the point is, they lost a lot of valuable time. And the time it took for the 911 call to get to where she was at, to find out where she was at, so that they could send somebody. So, though, neighbors, apartments, you hear the shot. Yes. They, I mean. Neighbor did hear a shot. Anybody call 911? No, because they were like, oh, this is a great area. Nothing ever happens like that. Did I really hear a gunshot? Oh, I'm going to go back to bed. Okay. Because yeah. what time was it? So the, the so the call came in around eleven thirty. Okay, eleven forty was when first responders were on the scene. Okay, um, but anyway, that's the whole. Yeah, that's she could have been traumatized. We're issue. not gonna. Yeah, she could have been traumatized. So there's a lot of trauma going on. So eleven forty is when police arrived to the scene. So according to this Dateline episode, they have the the GoPro body cam footage of the oh. officers entering. So the first officer that walked in immediately smells gunpowder. Okay, because they know that smell. So, Jonathan was 27 years old, found laying at the bottom of the bed with a gunshot wound to his chest. That's important. Okay. So, his dad immediately rushes to the apartment and wants to see his son. Mom, Pam, showed up later and was like, I don't want to see his son. I mean, I can't blame her. No, I wouldn't want to look at that. I couldn't. Dad wanted to because yeah. he couldn't believe what had happened until his like brain processed the right. sight. Different people handle yes. things differently. But even um, he, dad, wanted to go speak to Brenda, the girlfriend, and he walked up to her and was like, what happened? And the police officer was like, sir, you need to go over here. Like, I need to talk to her first before you do. Because, I mean, you never know who's involved in what. Like, they want to get her story. Right. And then debrief her, and then you can come talk to her. Very clear. Okay. So she talks to the police officer. And her story is bizarre. About oh, what happened. Okay. Like, straight up just bizarre. Um, so, all the family was told was that Jonathan shot himself. But the family did not believe that. I mean, it's very hard to hear, especially because a lot of people go through these things without any signs or, like, it's uh, not immediately obvious that someone might be struggling. he got a new apartment. Yeah, he had I mean, a new, Yeah. So, they were like, mm, no. Like, his mom was a little bit confused, and she's like, maybe Brenda got it wrong. Maybe an intruder was there and shot him, and she just... Pro, you know, came in after her, and that's what she assumed happened, or, like, she just got it wrong. Like, that's just not what happened. And so, they were really confused and just thought that somehow this was a mistake. Um, but the road to answers was very complicated, and it would take years to figure out what had happened. But so, Emily, who is the best friend, the of, girl best Jonathan. friend. Jonathan. Okay. That, met, that married his, his best friend. So, they were all supposed to go to a Super Bowl party, because it was Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. They were supposed to go to this party, but Jonathan... Insisted that he just wanted to stay home. Okay. Because Brenda wanted them to stay home. Gotcha. So there's a little bit of a dynamic there. So the girlfriend did not really like the best friend. Well. I mean, and you can't. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I get it. Right. Um, But. Yeah. It's probably it's, awkward. And <laughs> yeah. Awkward. And um, she's a little weird. So, so Brenda. Who was weird? Brenda? Brenda. Or, okay. The girlfriend was also, her best friend was his sister. Oh. And so, she's a teacher at this Kung Fu martial arts studio. Okay. Where they all met. Because his mom and Jonathan and his sister Danny all take classes, Kung Fu classes. Okay. And that's where they met. 
Brenda. Okay. So Brenda becomes best friends with Danny, who is his sister. Jonathan ends up liking Brenda and wants to date her, but only if Danny says it's okay because that's his sister. Right. His best friend. And she really wasn't okay with it, but she's like, only if it's not going to affect our friendship. Our friendship. Okay. And he's like, sure, no problem. Of course, it does. Because it, it doesn't work in a perfect world like that. No. <laughs> there isn't a perfect world. <laughs> there so. is no perfect world. And then to have a best friend that's a girl <laughs> in the mix of two other best friends, it's, it's crazy. It sounds best friendy. So, well, they were all, like, in the, in the clique, and some people didn't click as well. So, Jonathan began dating Brenda in November of 2013. Okay. And so... So, they hadn't been dating long. No. Okay. But, so, only three months after is when he decided to get his own apartment. Okay. And Brenda helped him find this apartment. Oh. Helped him look for this apartment. Helped him clean this apartment. Been to the apartment multiple times. Okay. So how do you not know where, where you are yes. when you call 911? And across from where you work. Red flag, red flag. That is a red flag. <laughs> I mean, even in a traumatized state, you're like, it's across from where I work. But like, where do you I work? come down this road every day. I mean, yeah. like, you could get to that. You could, you, there's yes. some way they could have worked to that if she gave any clue as to any, where she was at. And if you want to help your person that you love. Right. But everybody was, she had mentioned suicide. Police said he shot himself. Family's like, there's no way. He has a new job. He just got a new girlfriend. He just has this new apartment. Like, why? This doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. So, according to Brenda, so that's the only other person who was there. So, she was interviewed by police. And her story was that they ordered Chinese food. They sat down in bed. They watched some TV. And they talked. Um, They had an emotional conversation in which they exchanged a bunch of I love yous. And according to Brenda's words, this is according to the dateline. This is, quote, Jonathan said, baby, I love you, and I'm going to show you that I love you. And then he asked her to cover her ears. Yeah, and so she didn't know that he had a gun with him. And she was at the edge of the bed sitting down on the floor, and she said she didn't want to cover her ears, and he just kept saying, trust me, you want to, and then he shot the gun. That makes no sense. Why would you... I love you so I'm going to prove I love you. Let me... Kill myself right here. That makes no sense. However, I mean, we know there's been suicide packs and stuff before. That's but, true. That's true. But, but she wasn't going to do Exactly. Anything. He didn't have her. She <laughs> didn't have her commit to something. So that just doesn't. But then they, they calmed her down and took her to the police station. And even at the police station, it still took her 20 minutes to calm down. She was hysterically crying throughout this whole thing. And then she tells the story again. The exact same way she, she, she did at the... Um, Incident at the scene. And so they were trying to, like, we need to understand you. We need to find out who we can call, who, like, that you're okay. And so she ends up going home to the Cruz's house, to Jonathan's family's house. Oh, wow. And they're comforting her and trying to help her through this traumatic experience. Even they've lost their child. And they've and lost their child, and they're trying to, because they don't want her to be traumatized. His mom was like, she could be messed up for the rest of her life. Right. Um, so they were just trying to make sure she was okay. They sound like kind people. Yes. Um... And so Danny, you know, her best friend and Jonathan's sister asked what happened. Like, tell me what happened. Right. And she explains the exact same thing again. He said he was going to love me and prove it to me. And there you go. Which makes absolutely no sense. None. So 
Now, the friends... Especially being 27, has are we going to find out about any previous relationships that might have gone south with him? or With her, yes. But not him. Okay. <laughs> not him. <laughs> so then, then this doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So, Emily, the best friend, um, she got a strange text after the game, but her phone had died. So, she, it was plugged, she had to plug it up. Right. So, when you plug your phone up and you restart it, then stuff starts coming through. Well, a text had been sent to her after the game was over, and it was from Jonathan, and it said, I want to die, period. Uh, and it was not, that's not how he would talk. Well, it doesn't or he match. Would even text. It doesn't match what he told um, his girlfriend either. Well, it's also not going to match what he told them the day before. So there's a lot of events that led up to okay. it. This was just the 911 call and like the what aftermath. has happened. Okay. So when you backtrack everything that has happened and everything he has said and sent to other people, this does really not make sense. Like, I want the die doesn't match. I want to prove my love to you. It just yeah. doesn't really. It's not proving anything. Like, right. Anyway. Sounds staged. <laughs> <laughs> it does. So it's crazy. But his dad, his dad even, he said, his dad was named John, he was an attorney, um, that the impression that the police gave him was, this is not a suicide. Okay. Like, this is what was said happened, like, but undertone, yeah. don't be surprised if it's not. Right. So he was kind of making it seem like they had proof otherwise, but they can't outright say anything right. until autopsies are done and stuff like that. Right. Okay. So he, he was kind of in the back of his mind like, okay, we it might not be a suicide. Like, something's not right here. So the murder weapon was a um, six-sour nine-millimeter. Not 100% familiar with those. He was Wait, a gun guy. A six-sour? Six-sour. Oh, okay. Nine-millimeter. Okay. Um, apparently, this particular gun can fire a bullet from the chamber without the magazine okay. being clipped in. Six. Uh-huh. But the magazine was in a his tie drawer, stuffed in his tie drawer. Okay. And he worked at a um, company with, he was a, he was a tie salesman, like ties were his thing. Oh. Maybe okay. not a tie salesman, but he was a tie guy, is okay. what I under, was understood. And so, for him to put a greasy, like, bullet um, magazine in with his ties would like not be okay. Okay. Like he really cared about how he looked. Okay. And that his clothes were presentable. So it didn't make sense to them that the magazine was so far away from the gun. Yeah, right. Um, okay. So that was something that was like not right. And he's right handed and so the and the way the um, trajectory of the bullet they figured it out. I mean, we have to be in a very awkward position to yes. shoot this gun in his chest. That's what I was thinking when you mentioned and, it to begin with. And that particular gun has a hard trigger to pull. So if you were in an awkward position, it would be very hard for you to pull the trigger. And I would think there would be some, because um, sometimes, I don't know if this, I don't, I'm not totally familiar with guns, <laughs> but there is a slide back that can pinch your finger sometimes. And I have almost done that yeah. with, with one the gun. And, yeah, and residue and things like that. Well, they did they did GSR, gunshot residue test, and those were, those were a little bit alarming too. Okay. Um, but anyway, so they they assumed that like the only way this could have happened is if it was an accident and he didn't know the bullet was in the chamber because that gun will fire without the magazine if there's a bullet in the chamber. But then to make it accidentally fire in that position, it just was not that makes sense. Not feasible. I mean, if you can see me, I'm like an octopus. You can't, you can't. <laughs> just demonstrate. It's, it's hard to do it. Um, so they didn't think that it was that either. And he also, he grew up with guns. Right. He had guns. His grandfather, grandfather taught him gun safety. They hunted. He was a competitive shooter. Like, there's no way he just accidentally shot himself in the chest. Right. I mean. And that's an can, odd but, way to do it, too. Yeah. So. 
It sounds fishy. A little fishy. A lot fishy. Uh, to me, just not, not knowing where you are. Just after, just, that to me is like, no. After searching for, <laughs> helping them search for the apartment. I can't find a excited. piece of mail and you're knocking on my neighbor's door. It's just, just. Yes. You tried too hard to sell it. On yes, the that's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> so, but, you know, I have to have a funeral. I have to plan a funeral for the, for Jonathan. So, you know, everyone came out to the funeral um, except for one person. Can you think of who was not there? Brenda didn't come? Brenda didn't come. Oh, wow. After she was texting Danny, the sister, all day of, like, do you think I should wear jeans? What about this dress? They saved a seat for her up front. Never showed. Really? Yeah. What was Kind of looks bad. That does look bad. <laughs> What's her reasoning? Um, her reasoning was that she just couldn't handle it. It was okay. just too much. Huh. Which would be acceptable. And then she, but she wasn't happy with the way it was planned out. And that her relationship with Jonathan wasn't featured because it's obvious he loved her so much that he did this. Oh, wow. So that sounds So she wasn't involved enough in the funeral. After dating three and a half months. To go to the funeral. Okay. It gets even weirder. Okay. (laughs) She sounds like she's got some things going on. Yes, she does. She has some things going on, and we'll talk about how their relationship actually was. Okay. Just a second. All right. Okay, so we talked about how Brenda's relationship with Jonathan was, like, not normal. (laughs) It was a little weird. We were getting into it. Yes. So, like, just to put it this way... On, she's got some jealousy issues. So, Danny and Brenda. And after only three months. That's well, cool. I'm getting ready to tell you what happened after three days. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're going to go to the beginning of the relationship. Wow. So, Danny and Brenda are best friends. Right. Jonathan is Danny's brother. Well, he had made plans to do something with Danny on a particular Saturday. Okay. This was before he met Brenda. Gotcha. So, him and Brenda go out, start dating. This was like three days later. He had made plans to hang out with his sister. And so he wasn't going to cancel because he made those plans beforehand. Right. And just not see her, this new girl that he just met. Yeah. So he decided to hang out with Danny. Well, he's constantly getting texts on his phone. Just blowing his phone up. Yeah. So then um, he tells his sister, he's like, well, you know, Brenda's not happy that I'm hanging out here with you. And um, he's texting her that... He wasn't making her a priority in his life. Oh, wow. After three days. Day three. This is day three in the relationship. Oh, my goodness. Red flag. Red flag. Time to cut it off. Um, You shouldn't be a priority for anybody over their family in three days. No. (laughs) There's major issues there. So then, three weeks into the relationship, the Cruz family goes to Europe. Travel goals. That's awesome. They travel to Europe. I have a cousin now who is in Europe, and her pictures are, like, making me so jealous. Um, But anyway, so they're in Europe, and Brenda is texting nonstop. And just to the point of his parents, I mean, even though he's 27, they're like, "Um, no, put the phone away. The girl can wait till you get home. Like, we're in Europe. Like, leave it be. So she was not too happy about that either. So then, you know, Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. So many opinions about Facebook. 
He happened to send, you know how it notifies you, like, everybody's birthday. Right. That's your friend. Like, they have a birthday today. Send them a message. He sent a happy birthday to some girl that he went to school with that he hadn't even seen in, like, years. Okay. I mean, because there's people on my Facebook page I hadn't seen in 20 years that I still might throw a happy birthday to. You know, whatever. To make it look like, you, you don't want to feel left out. Right. And so, she found out about it and flipped out. Made him take all the females off of his Facebook page. Oh, wow. Can't be friends with anybody. Okay, yes. Well, I mean, I, I understand there is some, that's a hot but debate. But it's only been three, but, but. There's a hot debate about whether you should really, I don't, But I don't here's know. my thing, they had not been But Facebook wrong. friends are, di- like, that, you don't yes. see your Facebook right. friends. That's a right. lot of them. You right. don't even, you don't, you don't even know your Facebook friends, <laughs> half of them. I mean, only through virtual... And this has only been a few weeks. This is like, yeah. I mean, this is like, it's not not like they've been together 10 years and he's pulling out like old flame. And it wasn't even someone he hadn't even seen. He got so mad that he had to take all the girls off his Facebook page. That's weird. Which he did. He complied. I wouldn't have. No. (laughs) I wouldn't have complied after three days. Yeah, I would have been like, ah, see you later. Yeah, I don't think we're meant to be. So, um, but he did try to justify... Um, apparently she had spun, and we, I don't know how true this is, that she had a hard childhood and that um, she saw a family member get killed by the cartel in Mexico and okay. um, she doesn't trust people and, like, maybe she's got some insecurities and that justifies that. And he was like, fine, if that makes her happy. But anyway. But still, that's asking gotta, a lot. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. But then she also has... Um, so. Get this, the whole Facebook thing. So after the death, his family wanted to turn his Facebook page into a memorial page. Okay. Which I don't really know how you do that. Like, my mom's is still a regular page, but it has right, been I years. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not Facebook savvy. But they couldn't access it because they didn't have his password. Okay. So they reached out to Brenda, who has his passwords, but wouldn't give it up. She said, I'll give it to you if and only if... You do not put any females back on his page. Wow. So this was after his death. After his death. What oh, does wow. it matter then? Yes. They're not going to sign the, a contract over that. Well, the so. family agreed because that was the only way they would have access to be able to do that. So they, they complied with her on that. But afterwards, I mean, that was a verbal. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't know. Lawyer, happens, so. But they, <laughs> they, they did that. Okay. So this, this was the only way they were going to get the access to the page. Wow. Um, but just, you know, to demonstrate how the jealousy and, like, insecurity she had and how crazy after she after his gotten. death. Yes, but just even the day of his death. So, there's an incident that happened the day of his death. Okay. So, there's a couple of things. I do have a question. Does, okay. Is there any knowledge about her and his sister's relationship? Like, because you would think she would be this way over his sister, protected oh, I don't and jealous. Know. Okay. I don't know. And it could just happen to be she's one of those people that it just was with who she was with, not, like, a friend. Gotcha. Know, a romantic interest. Because um, she said she didn't see the weird stuff until after she started dating her brother. Okay, okay. And, like, then she got all weird. Okay. Um, got it. Over that stuff. So, we're going to go to... So, the day of his death was Sunday. We're going to go to Saturday. Okay? So, Saturday, Jonathan was talking to his sister, Danny, and he okay. sent a text about his options. 
because there was some issues with Emily. Like, Brenda didn't like Emily. And apparently it had come up a lot that that was the source of a lot of their fights would, was the, the best friend who's a girl. Well, after she made him get off the Facebook girls, yeah. I would see a best friend that was a girl. But the best friend was also getting married to his best friend. Like, she had a person. But, but if in you're those, in that mindset. Yeah. yeah. So there was a lot of things. Paranoid. It was very um, toxic, the way they would fight about the best friend, Emily. Okay. And she had no idea that was going on, like, because he never told, told her, you know, whatever. Um, so he's sending a text to his sister, and he's like, all right, so, like, I thought about things, and, like, here's my options. Like, literally, he listed them. Number one was we fight about it, and I try to make it better, and it's not going to happen, and we were just miserable. And then, like, number two, I choose Brenda and not hang out with my friend, which to him was not an option because that's his best friend. Right. And then, um, and then he's... She's dating his other bed. Like, how did you not stay away from that? Yes, that's true. And then, um, reminds me of a Friends episode. Um, her name was Emily. Oh, okay, wow. oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> I'm not knowledgeable about Friends episodes. I'm one of those. Anyway, just realize that. But, um, and then number three was, like, refused to give up either. And then, like, Brenda gets tired of it and, like, ends it herself and, like, breaks off the relationship. But anyway. nothing about i depressed or anything. No, and then number four was, like, just end it with Brenda. Like, just go ahead and cut my losses and, right. like, keep my friend and, like, be gone crazy. Exactly. <laughs> and so after listing everything and talking things out, he decided to end things with Brenda. Oh, wow. Because that would just make sense. And he was like, I'm going to go pack up her stuff. And he's like, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I told you my one promise was that it wouldn't mess your friendship up, but a breakup's probably going to do that. Yeah. She's probably not going to want to hang out with you anymore. How did his sister respond? I mean... How it's just gonna escalate. Right. I mean, the behavior's just gonna get crazier. Right. Like you just gotta do what you gotta do. And she was already seeing the weirdness and like in her change. So I mean, she probably she's gotta do what she gotta do. And so, but then the next day is the Super Bowl Sunday. So they go have brunch with um, Emily, Jacob, and Jonathan. Who Brenda and no no Brenda's um, not there. Oh Emily, so, Jacob, and Jonathan. Yeah, okay. Emily, Jacob, and Jonathan. They're out to brunch. Okay. Because they were supposed to go to that party, and he's like, I don't want to go to the party, but let's hang out for brunch or whatever. But he's getting texts from, from Brenda okay. the whole time. And then um, he finally was like, okay, Emily, Brenda's got a problem with you. And she was like, wait, what? Why? Like, she didn't have any idea of this whole jealousy right. thing. That she was a source of fights all the time, blah, blah, blah. And so the, the problem stemmed from months ago. Okay. Where they all went to dinner. He invited Emily and Jacob on a double date so they can kind of get to know Brenda. Gotcha. And when they greeted at the restaurant, Emily gave him a hug. But she greets all of her friends that way. Right. But Brenda didn't ever say anything at the time, but apparently this is what was stewing all those fights. It made her jealous. Was that she gave him a hug. And there's got to be more to it. So during this brunch meeting on the day of the suicide, and I'm using air quotes, of the day of the suicide, she's texting, she's texting, she's texting. Then she calls, and he answers the phone, and she goes, I want to speak to Emily. Okay. And so he's like, here. <laughs> and so she answers the phone, and in her words, you know, she's she doesn't want to talk to her. She's like, you just told me she's got a problem with me. Why are you handing but me the phone? But anyway, she's like, you know, hello. So she starts yelling at her and calls her a disrespectful little girl, and she needs to keep her hands off of her man. And she didn't like that she hugged him, and it kind of caught her off guard. And she's like, well, I'm sorry if that bothers you, but I just hug people to greet. And he's like my best friend. I'm not going to stop hanging out with my best friend. And, like, 
I have a guy. Right. <laughs> I'm getting married. <laughs> I'm with Jacob. And so and she's like, well, let me talk to my man. And so she's like, here you go. And then um, the Dateline person was like, did you say here's your crazy? <laughs> she's like, no, um, it overwhelmed her enough that she went to the bathroom and cried. Like, oh. how does someone have a problem with her? And she wasn't she doing, done. there was nothing, nothing right. about it. It was just a hook. But apparently Brenda was really disturbed by this. And so that was hap- that happened the day of, the morning of. Oh, okay. And so then when they're driving back from brunch, they're all in the same car. Brenda's at his apartment. Oh, and that she doesn't know the address to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know how to get there or where she's at. Um, so he's like, oh, oh, she's here. Like, she wasn't supposed to be there. Right. So then Emily and Jacob were like, well, we're leaving. Like, we're going to go and get in our cars. Like, she, well, because she's like a kung fu teacher she's like she's gonna kick my butt like no i don't want to talk to her let's just get in the car and go so they leave they never have any contact so then they go watch the football game so then she gets that weird text the next morning and then she's uh, like okay. after all of that she just had a feeling that like something's no, wrong brenda did something yeah um so that's how that went down so it was a long time now the medical examiner we know has a crucial role to play in whether or not how investigations go. There's always a cause of death and a manner of death. Right. We know the cause of death was a gunshot. gunshot wound to the chest, obviously, but manner of death okay. was undetermined. All right, why? And Because he could not confirm that it was self-inflicted or a manner of homicide. Okay. So when you put undetermined on the medical examiner's death report... You can't really conduct a homicide investigation. True. So you're kind of stuck. So how about the gunshot residue? So they did all that, but in a prosecution circumstance, evidence was not enough to guarantee without a reasonable doubt that she was the one responsible. Oh, wow. So they're kind of stuck, and it's stalled. So they tested her hands? They tested his, too. Okay. She had more gunshot residue on her hands than he did. And how would you get that? And it was on her sweatshirt. Yeah. She had it on both hands. Okay. Now, the gun had a very hard trigger to pull. So, if she's got to use both her hands to hold on to it. Yeah. And then, so I don't know. But the criminal case was never prosecuted. Which was probably a good thing because there's double jeopardy or whatever. So... Well, so, but then, after a year, the investigation completely changed hands, and a new team was brought on. So, then they're like, okay, well, maybe something will happen now. And then they thought Brenda would be charged, but then they were told that it wouldn't happen anytime soon. So, basically, police told them that we can't get enough to charge her, and this is what gets me, but they told the family, it's likely she will do something like this again, and we'll get her the next time. That's not, no. That they should live their lives. That's sad. Like, game over, you lose. Yeah, no, that's sad. So the family hired a private detective, and they filed a civil suit for wrongful death against Brenda. Okay. In a civil case. Now, in a civil case, it's easier to prove because you don't have to prove without a reasonable doubt. You just have to prove that more likely than not, that's the term they use, that she was the one responsible. Which I've never really, I have to be honest, I've never understood that because if you're not criminally charged or guilty, to do the civil thing almost seems not quite right because they've not been proven to be charged. So you don't have 
guilty or not guilty to do that. Does that make sense? But in the sense, I guess in the sense of a family, it's like you're not criminally charged as in but you didn't you're do not it. serving time, but you are proven guilty to be liable legally. I just, I have a hard time. OJ was convicted right, civilly. Right, right. Oh yeah, I know, I know. Well, I shouldn't remember it criminally, but anyway. Right. But even even then, but because, it's like saying we were right and we know you did it. We just can't get enough on you to put you behind bars. But that's scary for people who weren't, you know, if you weren't guilty, and then the and then the court system just said, well, we still believe you were. It, that, that's why I have an issue a little bit with that because, I mean, it's definitely something to think about. But you're proven what well, you're innocent till proven guilty. So if that's our criminal system. But yet, I can sue whoever and still get you for it. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm not saying. I mean, I understand. I don't like it necessarily that people get away with murder. Well, I, I didn't can't stand un- that. I didn't understand. Well, to me, the even OJ, I didn't like that. But if he wasn't proven guilty in a court of law for the criminal, how do you? Because what is he guilty of? Does that make sense? Yeah. Even though I watched the whole Blazer on TV, and <laughs> I all did that. when I was in high school. We yes, watched yes. the on TV. I'm not gonna say what. Where yeah, I was I, I'm a little old. older, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't. I guess it's something that the family had Bronco, to do to whatever. want to. Somebody yeah, it was a Bronco. Me, yeah. yeah, it's a Bronco. Like Bronco. Yeah. If it doesn't fit, you must have quit. Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyhow. That was sad. Oh my too. goodness. Um. But, yeah, so she, they sued her for wrongful death. But the private detective was actually able to track down someone that the police didn't even bother to follow up on. Remember, they ordered Chinese that night. So they actually got found to track down the delivery dude who brought the Chinese food. That, yeah. And he said that they were yelling and screaming and fighting so loud that he couldn't even get their attention to know he was at the door for several minutes. Well, then you would go to the apartments next door. Why wouldn't they have said something or interviewed them? So one of the neighbors... Um, was actually on record, police interviewed record, that they went back and found that record, um, that she heard what she thought might be a gunshot around 11. Okay. Mind you, the that was the same neighbor that Brenda knocked on to find out where they were at like 1130, 1140. Oh, wow. Okay. And so they believe that, you know, that was 30 to 45 minutes after she heard the gunshot. So her not knowing where she was and having to ask for help was another stop. Like, it, maybe he didn't die right away because you, anyone right. who knows guns, they made the comment is either going to shoot themselves. Most Statistically, most men who shoot themselves shoot themselves in the right, head right. or in the mouth right. or directly in the heart or somewhere that they're going to be right. gone. You're not going to sit there and, like, shoot yourself in the leg and bleed out for hours or in the in the chest and not be sure that you... Like, it was some funky angle. Um, They would know how to do it so you wouldn't suffer. Um, So they think all that time that lapsed and her not knowing where she was at and then having to find the neighbor was just delaying the the help that he could have received. Sad. Very. But the fact that they say she might do it again and that's when we'll get... But Brenda, so she had... We talked about she had gunshot residue on both her hands and her sweatshirt. Um, too much to be sitting on the floor, not near the gun when it went off. Jonathan only had it on his right hand. Um, and according to the Dallas Morning News, like, Jonathan had been to a doctor two days before for, like, a shoulder injury on his right arm. Oh, wow. So there there was even no possible way he would, yes. like, be able to have the, the mobility to do seems, the shot that they said. It seems kind of clear. So. I mean, I've seen... 
cases go to criminal court with less circumstantial evidence and the jury convicts mm. them. So unless they really were worried about double jeopardy and her not being charged again. But even then, their argument of she'll do it again that it doesn't it hold water because then they'll just change the name and try her again exactly. if they actually catch her. Yeah. I don't know. But she, um, by the time this all went to civil court, she had married and had two kids and all this stuff. But um, they did find her guilty. And this was just in September of 2022. So this was okay. just recently yeah. that everything came to court. But the jury concluded that she should be held liable for what happened. And the family was awarded $206 million. Wow. Does she even have that? No, she As doesn't. They said it was like a point. It was a, a like just a pr- yeah principle. Like when it. people sue for like a dollar, it's yeah. just like just like we got principle, you. Like yeah. in the in the in the media and in the eyes of everyone, we know you did Gosh, it, kind yeah, of thing. That's true. And it would probably tarnish her name for a while. Right. But criminally, she'll never serve time because they just they're not going to bring it to a criminal. But sad. So. Another sad story about for that family. So. That was Jonathan Cruz. Well, thank y'all for joining us. Yeah, we had fun talking about it. Um, Bless the family for keeping on fighting. It's been a long time since 2014, but they finally got um, some closure that they need and then the fact that they know she was guilty. And come, she had ex, exes come out and testify in the civil case about how okay. she's done the same kind of thing before. Like, some guy tried to break up with her, and she tried, she broke a mirror and tried to slash her own wrist. Like, okay. very dramatic and, like, um, grab a pair of scissors, and I'm going to your mom's house. And, like, wow. he chased her down and called the cops. And, like, please come get her before she does something crazy. Oh, wow. Like, she's she crazy. Yeah, that sounds... Um, but yeah, day day three, and someone pl- complains that they're not a priority to you, then that may be like yes. In three months, you want foreshadowing how how things are gonna go. No, I think yeah. And her poor husband, right. whoever she got to marry. That's her. what I was thinking. What <laughs> wonder what's going on with that? I didn't have not her new her new last name is Kelly, Brenda Kelly. But um, and her picture, she wouldn't even look at the cameras when she was like leaving the courtroom. But um. Mm. I'm just glad for the Cruz family that yes. they at least got got some something out of that. But thanks so much for listening, and hopefully it won't be next month when we're back. We're but if it is, life happens. <laughs> it's our back. summer schedule. Um, it's like little surprises. It. Yeah, never know when we're going to show up in your feed. I'm going to try to post this tonight. We'll okay. see how, the day that we're recording. We'll see how that happens. Um, it is not past my bedtime yet. Typically, give it, about, from give, give it about 20 minutes, <laughs> um, but we'll see. And just, you can email us, oldtimecrimegals at gmail.com. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. You can rate us, subscribe, send us an email, and just remember, if you do the crime, it's going to catch up with you in time. And we'll talk about it. <laughs>